I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Hey, hey, it's Robin Crane, and I am here with myself. I decided to do a solo episode, and I'd love to hear from you if you like the solo episodes, if you prefer the guests, if you like both, that's great. Um, I love the guests because they're amazing, and it's really fun for me, but I also love to talk and I love to teach and I love to coach. And so um, it'd be fun too. Maybe sometime we'll bring on some clients to do some coaching. So if you have some ideas for this, what you want to hear, what you want to see, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know because uh, we love your feedback. So, um, but today I want to talk specifically about attracting ideal clients. And um, this is something uh, like so important to me. And I think it's so valuable for you in the financial or, or insurance industry to be able to attract the right people to you because as women, I think it's sometimes really hard for us to say no. And we want to work with everybody and we, we know everybody kind of needs us. And we, we really feel like we want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. I say everybody, 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 that's a lot of everybody, but that's sometimes how we feel. And so because of that, there's not this huge focus on attracting those ideal clients. And then I think on the other hand, there's also the, I don't know how, like, how am I supposed to do that? Right. So I want to help you with both the mindset around attracting ideal clients and also the strategy around attracting ideal clients today. Because what I would love for you more than anything is that you could build your ideal business and, and have your ideal life. And the way that I really believe that you can do that is if you get those ideal clients. And I actually, um, while I'm recording this, I'm sure this will, will release much later, but I'm about to have my FEM event coming up this weekend. And FEM is my high level mentorship for these women who are making six figures and they want to build a more ideal business. They've done it by working really, really hard and, and busting their butts and doing it kind of the man's way. And just by meeting with anybody and everybody or networking and all, all or even paying for marketing. Um, and they really want to do this and, and have a, have, have their business um, be much more ideal and have a better quality of life. Like don't we all, right? And so I always get so excited before this event because um, I get, they're actually coming here. Uh, I'm in Tampa area. They're coming to St. Pete and we're going to be at this kind of resort-like place and spend time together, not just with me, but also with each other, because it's so valuable to be around a community of women who want the same things, who are also in this male-dominated industry, who see the value of getting more ideal clients and are willing to not just invest their, their money, but also invest their time and also be willing to stretch outside their comfort zone to have what they want. And so it's, it's, it's a great, just an amazing, amazing event for me. I just love it. And it's so much fun to see the transformation just in a couple of days. Um, and one of the big focuses that we, we have in this, in this mentorship, in this community is this concept of attracting these ideal clients. And most, most women, uh, like I said, it's hard for, for us to say no, right. It's hard for us to not work with everybody. Um, but also there's this fear. And I really do believe that women, especially their number one fear is the fear of judgment. And that you're afraid of what are people going to think of you? 
uh, think about you. Maybe they think you're just trying to get money out of them. God forbid. Maybe they're thinking you, you know, don't care about them. Maybe they think um, you just want to sell them. That's like the worst, right? In our eyes, because we're here in this industry because we want to transform people's lives. We're here because we want to make a difference. We're here because we care so much about people. It hurts. And then for someone to actually think that would just be devastating, right? And so because of that, we kind of tend to be people pleasers or or prospect pleasers, where we, we just try to make everybody feel good. And this is a place that everybody can come to get help. And the problem is if you're not repelling someone, you're not really attracting enough of the right people. I won't say you're not attracting anyone because that's probably not true, but you're attracting way more of the wrong people than you could be. And you have the opportunity to get really clear on who to attract. So let's think about what this would mean for your business if you truly were to get ideal clients. And I like to think of it as this, I call it the uh, the rule of 10, where if you only could get 10 clients in one year, you'd be able to exceed your revenue goal. But the, the trick is that it's really not 10 clients. It's really one client 10 times, like a clone of that client. And that's my thing I talk about all the time, this clone your client concept, TM. Okay. <laughs> this is my concept of clone your client. But if you could just get one person, you clone them 10 times, you'd be able to exceed your revenue goal. And it might feel like, well, then you're pigeonholing yourself. And, and everybody knows the riches are in the niches, but then when it comes down to it, it just doesn't feel good to make, to, to repel someone and make someone feel like they can't work with you or you're not going to accept them as a client. But I don't want you to think so much about the repelling, although I like that idea, because if you, one of my podcasts, one the, um, I think it was uh, Paula. And she said, if you're, if you're not like, think about who you're willing to disappoint, because if you're not disappointing anyone, you're not really attracting the right people. And so I, I like that concept because if we can just get over the fact that, okay, I'm afraid of people judging me. They're not going to like me. They're going to think I'm just going for high-end clients or whatever it is, whatever they're going to think, if I can let go of that, which is really hard. Um, and then attract the right people. Like I could really help people at a higher level, be much more transformational in their lives, make much, uh, such a bigger impact with them and their families. And also I'd be so much more fulfilled and by the way, make, make so much more money. And so the cool thing is that when I do this and I teach this, I actually teach it in a way that really simplifies it because sometimes it's hard to get our mindset around these concepts. Like, no, yeah, I get theoretically, like the riches are in the niches. I get it. I should have a niche but it still feels really scary. And then where do I start? And so I'm going to go more over the, the concept of how to do this so that your kind of your, your limiting beliefs um, might start to dissipate. And then you can just kind of trump them with more empowering beliefs. And, and it's actually not about who you're not focused on. It's actually more about who you are focused on. Okay. But I do want to tell you, and I don't I want to like actually encourage you and invite you to think about what would your business be if be like, if you had only gotten like 10, you only would were to get 10 more ideal clients in the next year and you'd still be able to exceed your revenue goal. Like really, really like, really, what would that be like? Like, would you have, feel like you have more control over your business? Would you feel more fulfilled because you're providing more transformation? It's not just like a one-off here and a one-off there. It's like a deep dive, every single person you work with. And it's the most transformational value you can possibly provide. Um, would you feel um, like you have, have more time? Would you feel like you, you can give back more. So what are those things for you? I mean, I could mention a lot of things that would help me if I'm just working with ideal clients, but I want you to think about it as well. Like, what would that really be like? Because it truly is um, a possibility for you, especially if you make the decision that now I'm going to focus on attracting ideal clients. Okay. So again, like 10 and you'd exceed your revenue goal. So if I said hundred thousand, you want to make an additional hundred thousand in your business, you would get one client who makes you 10 grand. And then you figure that same, someone just like that person, a clone of that person, and you do it 10 times and you attract them. Okay. 
So the question now should be like, well, how, how the heck do I do that, Robin? Because, um, you know, it, it feels hard and nobody in the industry really teaches this. I, I shouldn't say nobody, but nobody teaches it this way, at least. So the way that I teach it is really um, all about starting with the who, who is that person you want to attract? And I have three levels so you can choose. Okay. And this is the idea of this whole concept and how I teach this is that it's actually more simplified. It's less complicated because the more complexity in your business, the less money you will make. And I have to keep learning that that lesson again and again and again, because it's very hard for me not to create complexity in my business. And every time I do that, and there's more things going on and there's so many moving parts, we, our revenue goes down or I get stressed out about revenue because of it. Right. So think simplify, 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 simplify. Okay. So there's three levels. So if you already have a book of business, that would be finding someone within your book of business and saying, do I have someone in my book of business that if I cloned that one person 10 times, it would be an exact replicate of that person. I would be able to exceed my revenue goal, additional revenue, right? You can consider the fact that you have assets under management, but I'm talking just additional revenue because I don't want to have all these, all this complexity with the market and whatever could go wrong. Okay. So what is the additional amount you want to make? Right. So level one is someone in your book of business. So to give you an example of that, um, there's someone who um, was in my fem mentorship. Her name is Pam and she was an independent firm and she is also a CDFA. And so she was working with divorced women and some women, you know, had a million dollars, some had $5 million and then some had 200,000. And it wasn't that she didn't like the people, the women who had 200,000. It was just like, it was still probably about the same amount of time. And, and so she was getting paid less and then she's spreading herself too thin because then the more, more clients you have to get, the less you can do for your clients. Right. And so we first identified who that client is. And she had a client who, um, I can't remember the exact details, but let's say she had $2 million under management with her. And then we started to identify, well, who is that person? What are the distinguishable characteristics? What are the things about her that are I'm going to make up a word here, clonable. Okay. So we can actually find someone similar. We know this person, this woman's divorced, for example. Um, she might live in a specific area. I like to find people on LinkedIn because I think that's the, it's very scalable. So we might look at criteria of this LinkedIn profile. Now, you're not going to find someone on LinkedIn going, I'm divorced, you know, and it's like under their traits or anything. There's no, there's no section for that. Um, but you could find that, you know, you, you want to target executives or something like that. And maybe 50% of those women are divorced. So that's a possibility because you can always attract them through messaging. I'm getting a little ahead of myself though, because I don't want to give you too much on the attracting side. I just want you to think of who this person is. Okay. And I'll give you some on that when, when, when I kind of close off here. So level one. So the first question is who is the person and level one is this person is in my book of business. So you should be asking yourself, do I have someone in my book of business? And I have this ideal client cloning test. So I can say like, well, let's test it. Okay. Let's say you have someone, but you're not sure. And you ask yourself these three, three questions. Um, do I love working with the person? Yes. Love it. Awesome. She's amazing. Do I provide tremendous transformational value? Okay. Is it tremendous? Because if you're only doing a term policy, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with just doing a term policy, but it's probably not completely changing her life. If you just did a term policy, like, but if you, let's say she's a business owner and there is a key employee, a key employee policy or on, okay. Or maybe she also has some sort of permanent insurance and maybe she has, you know, 3 million under management and she has kids and you also have 529. Like the, I'm not saying you have to do a ton of things. It doesn't have to be all the services, but if you were doing more services and helping her more holistically with all these things, would it be more transformational than just do, running a term policy for someone? Absolutely. Right. I will answer that question for you. Okay. So definitely. So we want to think about that. And then the third part, which kind of goes along with that is, do I get paid well for it? 
And we want to do the money math to be like, if it's an additional hundred thousand that I want to make, then I can, then I can uh, reverse engineer it. And I need 10 clients at $10,000 each. Okay. That's easy. Maybe you want to make an extra 250 and you want 10 clients at 25 each, or maybe, you know, you can go a little bit beyond my little rule of 10 there and have 12 clients or 15, but we want the money math to work. We want to make sure we can reverse engineer this. And like, it doesn't mean you have to do a hundred calls per month because that ain't happening. I'm telling you that's not happening. Okay. And you can leverage your time. There's all sorts of things you can do, but most likely you're probably meeting one-on-one with people and you don't have time to do all these appointments with the wrong people. So we want to get the right people, fewer of them um, who are more ideal and very close to this clone or a clone of this person. So we can, we can clone them again and again. Okay. So that's level one. Okay. Level two is someone in your warm market, someone that, you know, Okay. So for me, I use this example um, of this, there's a couple of examples I use sometimes, but this woman who I went to family camp with, and I, I went to family camp when I was like, 30 years old. It was really weird because I didn't even have kids at the time and um, with my parents. And um, and it was fun, very fun. We played volleyball and did lots of fun things. But um, I was at family camp and my friend there who was probably she's probably about five years, five years or so older than me. And she had two kids and she was um, living in the Bay Area and very successful, has a, has a successful business still um, psychotherapist. She her husband was at Adobe. So like the very good paying jobs two kids living in San Francisco, like this would be the ideal client for me at the time. And at the time I was, you know, financial advisor and definitely looking for people. I didn't even think that about this cloning idea or finding ideal clients. It was just like, you know, obviously we see someone I think we think we might be able to do business with thinking like that would be a pretty good client. So I unintentionally attracted, uh, or I unintentionally attracted people like her. That's what I should say. It's like, I, I actually didn't make her my client. Because sometimes that's weird and awkward and I didn't have the confidence. But what I did do is I had an opportunity to speak at her preschool, mostly because I created that opportunity. And I spoke there and then I started getting clients just like her. So at the time, I didn't realize that I was cloning her. But I realized later that that's exactly what I was doing. I found someone within my warm market, someone who I know, and I started cloning her, but I didn't actually try to get her as a client. And if she said, Robin, I'd love to work with you, would I have accepted her? Uh, yeah, I definitely would. But I wasn't like trying to, you know, get her on a call and make it all weird and, or ask her for help, something really weird. Um, I just used actually her warm market through my warm market and started getting in front of people just like her. And it was, that's how I got to my first hundred grand. So that was a really good, um, good opportunity for me. And that worked really well, which is why this is one of the reasons I teach this is because I accidentally did it back then. This was what, 15 years ago, something like that. So level two is someone in your war market. And oftentimes it's someone that you would probably, you feel a little awkward trying to convert as a client. doesn't mean you wouldn't do it. Maybe you're really bold and you don't care what people think. Most of the women that come to me, there's like someone in their war market. They're like, they it just feels too weird. They're too close of a friend or it's awkward or something. Um, another idea that I, I have is someone um, for level two was my uncle. So back then my uncle, he had... He had owned, actually my dad as well, but um, he had owned a retail um, tuxedo rental business. He and my dad actually owned it, but he was very successful. He was retired. Like that would have been a great person to clone, but like, you know, I couldn't exactly get my, my uncle's business when a week before I was a, I was a singer songwriter and it was a little awkward to try to be like, Hey, want to meet? I can, you know, make all your financial dreams come true. Trust me. I had no money. I still have no money, but I, I promise you, I'm, I'm going to really get you to the wealthy, wealthy man you want to be. No. So that, that wouldn't have worked that well. And it would have been pretty awkward for me. I didn't do it, but I could have cloned him because there are criteria I could find out about him. 
and use that criteria and use what's important to him and what's what concerns he has to actually attract the right people. Okay, so level one, someone in your book of business. Level two is someone in your warm market. Okay, this is typically level one and level two, someone that if you said, hey, can I chat with you about something like they'd get on a call with you or they'd get on Zoom with you. Okay, this is not someone that, you know, who wouldn't give you the time of day. Ideally, they would. And and that just makes it a little easier for you because then you can use information that you get. And I'll talk about that in a minute um, to attract more people like them. Okay, then level three is someone in the World Wide Web, someone you don't know and someone who doesn't know you. So I say it in the World Wide Web or on the World Wide Web because I want you to be able to scale your business. And when I teach this, I have, you know, five day challenge. I teach getting appointments and um, we teach this a lot to be able to go to a cold market, even if you have a warm market, but to be able to go to a cold market, especially online and from nothing to be able to take someone to, from a cold lead to then become a client, then I like to say, you never have to worry about money again. And if we can keep doing this and scale this, then it gets easier and easier. Um, and it makes your business ideal, like we want it. Right. But again, we just want those ideal clients. We don't want to work with everybody. So if you don't have a book of business yet, or you're just starting, or if you have a book of business that you've had for 10 years, but you don't think anyone in there is ideal or passes the ideal client cloning test, then you go to level two, someone, you know, or level three, someone you don't know, um, on the World Wide web. So that is the first step of cloning your ideal client. And, how, and now you got to figure out, well, how do you attract them? But I just want you to see for a second, because most people make this so difficult. And I, I often meet with my clients and, and do some, some sessions with a small group of, of ladies sometimes. And that is like a full on two hour conversation to figure out who that person is. Because as much as I can tell you one, but you know, step at a time, it's either level one, two or three most people complicated. And it's like, it's just hard to see it. So I understand that it feels challenging for you, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw it back at you to just pick someone to start and then we can test it. So then test it and see, um, but don't like start changing your website and now be like, I only work with, you know, divorced women, or I only work with people just like Amy, you know, like don't, don't start doing that. That that's like, you don't want to do that until you know, it's going to work. Okay. So, so I would, I would challenge you to just pick someone even right now. And if you don't know someone in level one or level two, it's not in your book of business or in your warm market, you go to level three and you're like, okay, level three is a a construction worker. You know, I did a podcast about this idea with Michael Kitsis and, and I actually went through like the, the whole process of how I teach this in like an hour and a half. And we, we did it on LinkedIn. I even found someone who was like a business owner in construction. So you could pick, pick someone in the world wide web. And now we have someone. Okay. So then the second step now, once you have someone, now we need to identify their characteristics, identify what makes them likely to be a good or be like an ideal client. Okay. Meaning that like, you know, I'll give you an example of someone who might not work. So let's just say there's this woman who you was in your book of business and you worked with her for five years and she didn't really have any money, didn't make any money from her for the first five years, but then she inherited a million dollars or $5 million from her father. Okay. So to clone this woman who, let's say she was a yoga instructor or something like that. Um, great, but maybe, and nothing wrong with the yoga instructor, but maybe she's not making, you know, has a ton of money and, um, and you start cloning this yoga, like yoga instructors, right? Not necessarily going to be the same result that they're going to all inherit a million or $5 million from their father. Okay. So we want to make sure the characteristics that we're cloning are 
clonable characteristics that will be likely that they will need the services that you provide at the same level. Okay. So what you could do with this woman is you could say, I want to clone widows, right? I want to like, and there's someone in my book of business and it's this woman, let's call her Sandy. And Sandy just became, oh, sorry. She's not a widow. She was, that was her father, but let's just say someone else will call her Mandy, not to confuse you from Sandy. So Mandy and Mandy's spouse passed away. And um, now you're like, I would love to help because I'm very passionate about helping widows and I'd love to help widows. Okay. Now we could clone Mandy. Okay. And she could be someone in your book of business and we can choose the timeline. Like at what point in time do we want to clone her when maybe it's not when she first lost her spouse, because maybe that's too devastating and hard for her to even think about money, but maybe it's a year later, or maybe it's six months later, or maybe it's, you know, before, you know, um, it's, I don't know, within the first few years when it's not too difficult, whatever you decide. Okay. Cause now that person, again, is going to be hard, hard to find on the World Wide web, but um, they might be someone in your book of business that you can clone and like, cause maybe widows know other widows. Okay. So there's different strategies there, but the first thing you need to understand is like, what are the characteristics? What is, what do you know about this one person? And I really like to emphasize one person because most people, then they just start like talking about multiple people, even if it's divorced women, or if it's executives or if it's business owners, and that's not one person. And then we can't really understand what their problems are and what they want, which is going to drive the behavior of them meeting with us. Okay. So what you need to start to do is identify those characteristics. I have clients who um, have decided to target um, executives, target um, marketing directors, target um, COOs, even um, target attorneys, whatever it is. Okay. And that could, that might not be one person that's a group. And so then you want to even go on LinkedIn and find a person. I was going to say fictitious, but they're actually real because they're on LinkedIn, but someone you don't know. And you're like, Oh, this person, you know, Melissa, so-and-so like she's an attorney and I don't know her. I'm just looking her up on LinkedIn, but like, she looks like based on her profile, like she looks like someone I'd like to clone. And I'm just guessing because this is level three. I don't have that person in my book of business. I don't have that person in my warm market, but I see this person on LinkedIn and that that's someone I'm willing to test to see if this could be my ideal client. Okay. So ideally it's just one person. And here's why. Because once you identify those characteristics, the next step then is to understand what they want, what's holding them back in their language. Okay. So the key phrase here is in their language, because if you understand, oh, they want to retire and you start using that language, then they're just like, talk to the hand because you're using all these words of your, in your industry and they feel like they're being sold. And if they already have an advisor or they already think that they don't want an advisor, then they're already not listening. Okay. So what we want to do is get clear. So let's say it's this Melissa and she's an attorney. We want to really understand, well, what is it that she really wants when it comes to growing her money? Since that's what you do when it comes to her financial future, that's what you do. And then what's holding her back or what concerns does she have? And how would she say it in her language? And if I took Melissa, who's an attorney and compared the answers to, um, Mandy, who is a widow, they should be very different. So if the language seems very similar, we know that, that if we use this, we call it messaging, if we use this messaging to attract the person, it's actually not going to attract as well if it applies to multiple groups of people or multiple people. Okay. So what we're getting to really is what we call messaging. And I say this a lot of times in my webinars that messaging is an unfamiliar term in the financial industry, because mostly what you guys are doing is you're saying something like, you know, I'm a CFP, I'm in financial services. I help people with their investments and so-and-so I have holistic financial planning. We put your needs first, all this blanket messaging that everybody else says, and, and you don't stand out versus you talking about 
how typically you work with attorneys who, you know, feel a lot of stress when it comes to, you know, will, will like questions like, will they become a partner in their firm? Okay. I'm not saying that's necessarily the, the messaging, but what I did there is I'm using language that should apply to Melissa, who's the attorney and not to Mandy, who's the widow. Okay. So that's how messaging is going to be compelling. It's like someone needs to feel like you're talking directly to them and you're actually not talking to anyone else. And I caught myself there because I just realized I said this a second ago. I said, you guys, okay, I actually shouldn't say you guys because I'm really talking to one person. <laughs> and, and when you start talking to multiple people, you don't know who you're talking to. So oftentimes, like when I'm even doing a podcast, I'm picturing one person and I'm picturing you and I'm picturing you listening. And then really, I should be just talking to you and you only so that you feel like I understand you and I get you and so I can help you, right? Because I want this to be the most valuable podcast you've ever listened to today right now. Okay. So it's really important that you talk to one person and you're really clear on what they want when it comes to what you can help them get, which we often call the promise, the promise of what you can give them. And then what's holding them back or their concerns or their challenges or their frustrations when it comes to problems that you solve, right? So probably money, probably, you know, concerns about, um, about any financial concerns or not reaching their financial goals. Okay. So when, so let's go back and I didn't write this down. I don't usually te teach it this way. I'm just kind of rolling with it here. But what I talked about here is, okay, first we got to identify who is that person. Okay. And that's picking someone in level one, two, or three in your book of business in the, in, in your warm market or, or someone you don't know in the World Wide web. Okay. And then it's like, well, I, let's identify those characteristics so we can find them. We want to be able to actually, ideally, if you were using the system that I teach in my programs, you'd be able to use search criteria on LinkedIn or on in Facebook groups or, or somewhere um, on social media and be able to find these people who are very, very similar to the person you want to clone. And so then the, the likelihood is that when you get to that point where you could provide services for them, that you would make a similar amount per client. And then we can clone them and we can keep doing this like clockwork. Okay. Identify who is that person. And then we just pick, then we're going to, we're going to get clear on those distinguishable characteristics. Like what distinguishes them, the things that actually make it likely that they will need my services, benefit from my services and get tremendous transformational value. And then once we know who that person is and we can identify them and we can find them. And then we want to make sure that we know understand, we understand really what's important to them and what's holding them back in their language. And that's one track to attract ideal clients. Cause obviously then you're going to take that language. You're kind of going to regurgitate that and you're going to say it in some powerful messaging that attracts them and then drives them to the next step. So it has some sort of call to action, like to your calendar or something like that. Okay. And you can now send direct messages on LinkedIn. I know you get those all the time and most of them stink and they're really frustrating. It sounds like people are just trying to sell you, but if you really understand your clone, your audience, and you understand what they want, what's holding them back. And you start saying this in a way that's very conversational in their language, then driving people to appointments is very doable and it's, and it's very reliable and predictable way to grow your business. So I think I want to leave you with that as like a good starting point for <laughs> attracting ideal clients. That was kind of a lot. We do have some hacks as far as like how to get clients on your calendar sometimes when you're not great at messaging, because creating messaging is, is a lot, you know, there's a reason copywriters get paid really well is because it's hard to create really powerful messaging. But if nothing else, what I want you to get out of this is like, even for manifesting purposes, like to get really clear on who is that one person you want to attract. Cause there's other ways you can even go into your book of business. You can ask for introductions. Like there's ways we do these things called exclusive events. So there's a lot of different ways you can actually market now to them. But if you're doing marketing and you're marketing activities and, but you're not clear about who you actually want to attract, 
and you're putting out some blanketed messaging that's trying to attract everybody, then you're already, in my view, wasting time and possibly money and definitely energy. And so at a minimum, I'd like you to really, really get clear on who is this person. And if nothing else, start manifesting, like, I'm going to get 10 of these these Sandys, these Mandys, these, these Tandys, anyone that rhymes with Andy's, Andy would work. Okay. Or Melissa's. <laughs> okay. Get this one person and attract a handful or two handfuls or three handfuls of them over the next 12 months so that I can have my ideal business and ideal life. So looking forward to seeing you on the next Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you then. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.